it's all good. It is what it is. You get better with every, like, yeah. you know, we record video. It's yeah. So tough sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, all, there's a lot of bloopers. Im- yeah. <laughs> imposter syndrome. You're like, seriously? Yeah. I'm like, awesome. why, why am I so happy? <laughs> yeah. Why am I so happy? Okay, folks, the reason why I'm happy is thank you so much for joining us on Evolve Your Brand podcast, uh, produced and owned by Icon Industries. We appreciate all the hard work that they do. And I am so excited for our guest today, Ali Romero, Open Escrow. And we're going to have some fun. Allie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to having some fun. Yes, yes. So what are, what are you looking forward to the most today on the podcast? Rapping about branding and marketing. This is one of the funnest avenues in the job that I have, that we have. Um, so super excited to talk about that and share our tips and tricks and funness uh, with everybody else here watching. So strap in. It's about to get real. We're going to have some fun, folks. So, Allie, talk about uh, I, you sent me the coolest thing. First person, send me a life resume. Yes. Let's talk about your life resume. <laughs> Holy smokes. You played soccer in England? I did. I grew up playing soccer. And when I was 16, I had a really awesome opportunity. Um, my trainer was from England. So he took us 16 year old girls on a long ass flight. We landed, played out there. It was a whole new world uh, for sports. We got to watch Manchester United play in their stadium, um, did some London, a little bit of travel. So it was a really big, you know, kind of trip, but the tournament was awesome and insane and such an opportunity at such a young age. On a scale of one to jealous, I am so freaking jealous that you got a chance to go to a Premier League game. Oh, it was. You did your own bended like Beckham. Oh yeah, it was the most intense thing I've ever been to. And because of that, I wanna go to a major you know, thing in every sport. It doesn't matter what it is. I just gotta be at one of these best games. It was, I was 16. There were grown men chanting and like making signs. I think that were flipping you off. Like, <laughs> and my, my trainer was like, whatever you guys do, just don't interact with people. And I'm sitting there like, like trying to do it back. <laughs> telling, telling you not to interact with people is, yeah, you're, you're about to be disappointed. You're I was like, hold up, I'm captain. Everybody watch out. <laughs> okay, what was the one thing that blew your mind away when you went to your first Premier League game? What were you surprised by? It was the loudness in an outdoor stadium because I play soccer outdoors. Right. And, you know, when I've gone to a baseball or sorry, uh, well, baseball, but that's kind of outdoor too. But football games, indoor stadiums, basketball, I loved how loud it got. Um, because it's enclosed. So when I went there, it was still this outdoor field, but because of the size of the stadium and the amount of people that show up for the sport, dramatically different from America, you know, to England. I mean, I just was like, holy crap. This is the loudest, most energetic feeling. You can't not be immersed in that. It was really cool. I, I remember just the loudness there. And and how incredible was the speed of the game? Like, Very was fast. It, was it? Oh, men's is- Was it crazy? Men's is quick. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's just hard to keep up, you know? Um, but super fun. I highly recommend everyone go to at least one. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be- that. 
I, I said I'm a Manchester City fan, and it's not. It wasn't. A, I didn't jump on the bad wagon. I've just been following them. But Premier League, it's like people wonder how you get into soccer. That's and it's awesome. an incredible sport. Yeah, it really is. The World Cup was amazing. Like yes. that's the only time like. You want to I, get into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the World Cup to come to. Me too. It'll be amazing. Yeah, LA, Mexico, Canada, yeah. all doable places, uh, but really cool to kind of be in our backyard here in LA. So what What else? I mean, I, I saw the hiking. Yes. So, so tell me about this. You're, you got a hiking group. You're the. In 2018, I was going through some personal stuff and my life needed to shift. Mm. And it was an in-body and out-of-body feeling because I was so uncomfortable in my own skin and it's like i remember laying on my bed one day it was a sunday afternoon i'm like i just i feel like i need to go climb a mountain and the next day i go into work well i was on instagram that day and i came across this guy named jesse itzler uh, i don't know if you know him i met him speaking at a real estate event uh formal in the you know previous year or so and i thought just started following him after hearing him totally identified with his like life values and just loved how he spoke um, cause it wasn't just about real estate. This was right. more motivation and like my avenue and my lane of stuff. Um, so I saw his thing and he, there was this post on his coaching program during that year. I was looking for a life mentor, not just real estate. You know, I wanted to be better at myself and life and everything. So naturally those guys and women, they cost thousands of dollars that I didn't have. So that was kind of out of the picture. Well, it looked, it, it was like 800 bucks. And I was like, 800 bucks. Okay. That's like, you know, only 50 bucks for the eight week program, whatever it turned out to be. So I went to work the very next day and I got on the website and I looked. So I was like thoroughly looking this through, pricing out the little program it was an eight week course. And there was a tab on his website that said 29029. And I said, what the heck is this? Clicked on it. It is a mountain. It's Mount Everest is the vertical distance, 29,029 feet. And it's a mountain climbing event in America. So I flew to Utah. It was like, because of what I said the day before, then I go to work and I see this tab. I'm like, it was, this was my mountain to climb. It was kismet. Yes. So I, I mean, it costs like $4,000 to do it, but I didn't care. It could have cost more and I still would have done it. This changed my life. I have no, absolutely zero regrets. Um, and you never knew. I never knew like who am I going to meet up there that would ultimately turn the course of life, you know? So those kinds of things, you just, I was ready for it and it didn't matter. Uh, that is a very, that's a lot of money to go climb a mountain. Let me tell you. So I'm real with that fact, but I went through with it. I paid for it. I flew to Utah. I didn't know anybody. I was in brand new hiking shoes. I bought those poles, didn't know how to use them. Knew nobody. Um, I think I hiked Cowles Mountain once before I left. And that's no joke. That's it. Just Cowles out here in San yeah. Diego. And you had 36 hours to complete this event. When I went there, I told my trainer three weeks before, I, I got to go climb this thing. She's like, oh, cool. It's awesome. When do you do it? And I said, in three weeks. She's like, you're out of your mind. Have you been hiking? No, but I'm going to get up that damn mountain. So 36 hours, 13 climbs. You climb up it. It was about 1.2 miles long. Um, ended in, I think it was 6,000 elevation. So it was snow basin resort. It's a ski mountain that you just in the summertime yeah. climbed. And was it snow snow valley? snow basin in Utah? Okay. Um, yeah. So I just told myself, you need to be the first female to finish, or you need to finish first. Like those were my standard, and I had a plan. And all of this really, these are the life lessons I took from this mountain that I will have for the rest for the rest of my life. Let's go. 
um, I had this plan. I was going to do two, take a break, do two, take a break. And I got, no, I, I think I backed up. I think I was going to do like half and then take a break, do the other five and then do that last run. That was my initial plan. In addition to that, I said, no matter what, I'm not stopping until I'm finished. So you get up there and it's like my first climb was 45 minutes it took me to get up my slowest took me three hours <laughs> so very dramatic distance this was in the middle of the night at like three in the morning maybe two i think it was maybe two in the morning i was so in so much pain like basically dragging my leg up with my body just telling myself i'm going up i don't care if you're hurt because you're attached to me otherwise get off like that's kind of how the the mental game was at that point i made two really good friends on that mountain who saw me at two in the morning and they're like there's no way this chick's making it there's no way she's look at her um but yeah i ended up it took me 36 hours or uh 29 28 or 29 hours in, in between that and uh I, I just, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I pulled it off. There was a point at the last, I had done the 12 runs and on the 13th, um, I sat down because I was so exhausted. They change your jersey from white to red to signify you're on your last run. Oh, nice. So I sit, I'm like sitting down dying. And at this point I felt so much defeat. I didn't care where I stood. And this guy comes up to me and his name was Kevin. And he said, holy shit, man, you got a red jersey on. I was like, no, dude, no. Like, I'm not, I got one more. Leave me alone. And he goes, well, I mean, you're the first girl I've seen with a red jersey. So congratulations. Like, keep going. You're on it. And I was like, there's no way. Because I just was so, like, I mean, you haven't slept. I haven't eaten. I lived off bananas and, like, cup of noodles on the aid stations. And I was you're crushed. 28 hours into it and you're... You haven't really eaten. No, because I have this, I forget the term, but when I exert a lot of energy, this happened playing in all my soccer years, It it's really uncomfortable to eat. Okay. So, you know, you have to minimize that. Obviously, you need nutrition to go, but right. I knew nothing about nutrition back then either. I'm like, banana, sure, that's cool. <laughs> but I feel like I'm endangering my life. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so excited about this. I eat a banana every single day because of that event. Every single day. I'm like, this saved my life. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I, I didn't believe him and I stood up and I said, wait a minute, every time you come down, you basically burned this triangle into the wood to get, every, and you had to do all your 13. And I remember seeing, oh, I want to be like Jeff and, you know, Travis and Mike. And I, I named all guy names and it kind of registered after that guy, Kevin walked away. So I got up and I went over and looked and I was like, hey, DJ, because there was a DJ playing music for us. He's like, what's up, Romero? I'm like, am I the first girl with a red jersey? And he goes, yeah, you are. Look at you. I threw those poles. I ditched my backpack and I took off running because it's it's like I lost my way. I lost my goal. I lost my reason why I was there. And it just took someone had to like breathe. A little, I don't, thank God for Kevin is all I have to say, because I refocused. And when I thought I couldn't walk anymore, I ran and I made it to the top of that thing and I just fell apart. I mean, I think I sat for 30 minutes, just didn't move because I was trying to take everything in. And of course, the physical deterioration I was in, but that was a huge life lesson. It's, it's there are so many things in our ways every day from what we want. And it is a process. It is a beating. It is an up and a down thing. It's I've got this plan and your plan goes to shit throw it out, rewrite it. 
I mean, it's that simple, but we as human, we make it so much more complicated and harder for ourselves. Um, so I, I almost lost my vision and I, I didn't. I ended up figuring, getting back on track and refocused and I completed that. And I just, I thank myself and I thank that guy, Kevin, forever because, you know, it's it takes, not everyone can do that. And I- Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Let's go. I know. You, you did your own David Goggins. I did. And trust me, and that's the thing. So I was going through a divorce is, is where congratulations. this was, was happening in my life. Is that I, a congratulations? Or no, it is. <laughs> you know, and, and high five to the guy. He was great. We were great. There was nothing like totally wrong, but right. I just knew I didn't want this. And, you know, you get caught up in life and people root for you. And we went through with it and we both shouldn't have. And I think we can both agree that that's fair to say at this stage and age but i was so messed up with like how did i end up here like i'm not the girl who end up, ends up here and i i didn't know who i was you know and it was very hard and frustrating and so going i just put myself in this random scenario and i identify with sports and physical activity and um i think you know we find out who we are when we go through physical hardship like that um, you find out what you're made of. You find out how full, empty, deep your tank is. You learn so many things along the way. And I mean, but I'm it, there's not very many things you're like, I'm so proud of myself, but I'm damn proud of myself. And that gave me a whole new life. I did not come down that mountain the same way I went up. And I wouldn't be here without that divorce and without that mountain. Um and it's really cool. You know, it's you left the old version of yourself on them. Well, that's why my Instagram is Ali 2.0. <laughs> that's why it's Ali. I change it. The 2.0 means like this is just the second version of me. And everyone's like, is there a 3.0? I'm like, God, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's where that comes from. Yeah. Allie. That's okay. All right. That was just the first 10 minutes, folks. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. I. There is so much gold in there. I don't even know where to go. So you're not prepared for this at all. You yeah. haven't been hiking. So talk about like the the peak. How did that translate into? So when I came, you started something during the pandemic, I did. So tell us I, all about it. The hiking thing, I did a lot of updates and videos and people were watching for all over. And when I came back from that and saw how many people were engaged. I was like, holy shit, this is rad. And I knew I have relationships and I knew I had good following and interaction engagement. Holy shit, this is rad. Yeah, but I was like, okay, this is another level because this didn't have to do with work or anything. This is just me like, I'm crying. My life sucks and I'm trying to make it better, right? <laughs> but people loved it. It was like reality TV. So the pandemic hit and people, I identified as this hiker because of that thing or you know that endurance event. So I set out every Wednesday you know, instead of drinking myself stupid during COVID, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. There was one night I drank like two bottles of wine just on the phone with people. I'm like, oh, we ain't, I, I can't get caught up in this. So I turned to hiking and got outside. I've got my dog. You know, I'm kind of the person who, if I stayed indoors living alone, I would have went down fast. Um, so I went outside and through some of these hikings, I would always try to invite real estate agents as clients just to get them out and get one-on-one -on -one time and replace you know, office yes. visits and whatnot. Not a lot of people took interest in it. So when I was out there one day, it just kind of formulated that I turned it into what I called peak of the week. 
and it was every Wednesday. Let's go. I'd pick a peak in San Diego. I'd climb to the top of that thing and I'd give my little spiel of uh, motivational or, you know, whatever I was feeling that day or talk about or maybe something that happened. And so people got behind peak of the week. And that was really cool to kind of see that following and engagement through that. And it felt good to obviously get outdoors and exercise. And I, I've hiked everything in San Diego. So then agents started asking me, I have to get these damn kids out of the house. Where do I go? What hikes are kids friendly? So I kind of became this hiking guru. You became all trails. Yes. You're like the app. I, I was. I was the human app for all trails. And, and for yes. Hiking. Yeah. So that's kind of where. Can you tell I'm a hiker? <laughs> <laughs> you do. I, oh, I'm fanatical. Yeah. Um, you know, and if people wanted more activity stuff or like the really hard stuff or whatever, it's, it was just, I knew about it because I, I would try to do them all. So um, yeah, that was kind of the first start to the real branding that I, I took off for this whole real estate stuff, um, you know, as being an escrow and trying to identify with people. Um, so that's, that's where the hiking really kind of set in. And then I went back and did the um, Make-A-Wish Foundation Challenge in Big Bear on the Pacific Crest Trail. Th 33 miles. Yeah, th that was brutal. <laughs> 33 miles? I was in Let's way, go. I was in way better shape and nutritionally, like, knew my game. <laughs> Didn't just rely on bananas. Um, but that was uphill and downhill, and the downhill just crushes your knees, and that just wasn't fun. So after that and hiking all of San Diego numerous of times, you kind of burn out a little bit. And so I, I kind of transitioned off the hiking. I still enjoy it. I love the outdoors. I love getting out there. Um, you know, it's hot sometimes. And yeah. Other times I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Oh, you're doing it because there's no better view. Yeah. There's nothing like being on top of on top of the mountain, just having that overlook and just straight up silence. Oh, that's where my creative juices flowed for everything. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to name that. Oh, so-and-so should be doing this because this would be that. I would just connect everything in my brain because it's, that was like a, it's a release, you know? So do you hike with music or silence? Both. Hmm. When I'm with my dog, I tend to not do music because I like to be aware of, you know, snakes or, you know, just okay. pe people coming, other dogs coming. Sometimes when I do trail runs, I always have music. So I'd like to just bomb down those. <laughs> what kind of shoes do you use for trail running? I'm a Nike. I'm going to say it whore. But in case we need to <laughs> that out, I'm a Nike. It, it's all good. <laughs> we're, we're not a, if you're on here, this is not a G shoot rated show. So I am, all good. I, know. I appreciate the candor. I am. I, I am a Nike fan. Um, <laughs> always in my Nikes. So I, there was a point where I would, um, like take my shoes off at the end and take pictures and tag Nike. Yes. I was like, let me get some free Nikes. Did so, you ever get free Nike? No, I don't think I was like hard enough on it. But, okay. uh, but yeah, I do. The Metro running shoes are Nikes. I have a pair of Hoka's for their there like more go. support when yeah. I'm on like a flat train because those are just easier to, to run in. Um, and then I've got like a couple, I forget the brand, Fox something those are like the higher ankle boot yeah. ones when i'm you know just different styles so yeah i mean if you're a hiker you got hiking shoes yeah. the yin yang i just keep them in the back of my car you never know when you need to totally like, have you ever gone to bridge to nowhere no okay you're gonna have to check that one out is that where the train is out east it's like a bridge in the middle of nowhere it's oh. incredible with a waterfall. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to look it up. Yeah. I mean, we are not going to make this into a hiking show, but <laughs> I love hiking. So are you going to bring Peak of the Week back? 
I don't know. I mean, what changes, and this goes back to the branding, Okay, it's ever evolving because in yes. the pandemic, I had all the time in the world to do this. Okay, Getting back full swing of work, you know, I, I can't take off every Wednesday morning. Yeah. You know, we've got yeah. so we've got podcasts to run. Evolve your brand podcast. I get it. You got to evolve your brand. You got to evolve it. <laughs> so speaking of evolve your brand, who's the person that we both know pretty... Like, do you know who the first person is that introduced? Jeff Fitzer. It's Jeff Fitzer. Look at, I mean, the man, the myth. He talks about branding all the time, right? <laughs> he does. Okay. And he's ultimately why I just turned, you know, put the gas pedal down on my branding uh, this year. He's like, what do you got to lose? You're already great on video. You know, you're, you're fearless when it comes to that stuff. And all of your clients are on social media. Yes. He's like, aren't you tired of wasting your time going into offices that are empty or meeting the wrong person because you need to talk to the other person who isn't there? Um, and, you know, like bringing treats by and this and that, and they just go to waste in a sense. And so, yeah, I, I it was April 1st. I made a challenge and a commitment to myself. And I said, I will post at least once every single day. And it just took off from there. And Amazing. Now it's easy. And even from looking from April 1, like videos got better, you know, just the way you look, the attitude, the feel, like things just evolve and get better at it. So I, I consume your content. It just makes me laugh. And uh, we'll get into that because mm -hmm. I really want to talk about open escrow first. Sure. So let's talk about what you do for a living and what impact you're making in the community for your partners. Uh, when did you get into escrow and what is escrow? I mean, what does it really matter when it comes to escrow and title? Just kind of educate on that. What do you do for a living? So I work for Open Escrow. I am the sales rep, business development. Um, you know, because we're a jack of all trades. We've got a couple yes, of names, names of our You wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are an escrow company. So, I mean, I, I do like to say escrow should be escrow across the board, the way that right. we're regulated. You know, RESPA regulates us. I hope we don't get into scenarios where, you know, companies are that different in the actual, um, you know, the game of it. Uh, but where we like to set ourselves apart is, you know, we, we really focus on becoming family with people and, you know, being a business partner. I, it's... It's too far, you can, there's a million choices out there. And, you know, it's, it's why we teach our consumers who are in real estate, trying to buy or sell their homes, real estate agents looking to partner up with their vendor teams. You know, who you work with really does matter. Um, our team is, you know, a bit younger. So we're with the social media and the marketing and the funness and the way we dress and our office is fun with music and, you know, when I used to think of escrow, it was like these old stuffy offices. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, let me put my suit on. Like, I don't want to wear a suit every day. <laughs> when I have to, I will. Um, but, you know, it, it's changed over time. And our agents are a big range and we've got to fit everything. So we really like to come in and identify on that level and be, you know, be at the level that you are um, and, and partner up. We, we are firm believers in text messaging. Uh, that's a true like priority form of communication these days. So it's, it's not, we, we really, it's kind of like text us, but we do have to keep things in the chain of email for legality purposes and, and whatnot. But right. um, you know, and it, it's really just molding with each and every agent. Like, what do you like? What do you want? We're going to be that for you. And we do, really strive to do our best and, and make things happen. We don't like being a yes and no only company. 
you know, there's a lot of different situations that happen out there. And if the answer is no, it's, but we can probably, you know, let's figure out this way. We can do it this way, or we can try that, or this is a definite no, these are our only options. It's, it's just figuring out it's what's next. Have you, so recently, I mean, a lot of, we're, we're in the finance space, uh, transactions are a lot more complicated now. Mm -hmm. So what trend have you noticed in the past, like this year, that's different than last year when it comes to what you're seeing on the escrow side? Well, with transactions. Yeah, and it's it's definitely, this market is tough. It's tough. How so? Well, I mean, for new agents primarily, okay. it, this has got to be like, what did I do? <laughs> um, just, it's They're walking into to something hard, but it's also <laughs> a really great opportunity. You know, there's a lot of agents who are going to, who have fallen out, who will still continue to fall out because they've got maybe other jobs or priorities going on and they can't give it their full dedication. Um, but if anyone can stick it out in this market, you're going to make it, you know, you just, you got to put your head down and grind a bit. Um, but I, you know, I, I think we saw a ton of escrows falling out. I mean, there's a lot of right. Okay. Yeah, falling out for sure. And you know what's coming back is the fifty thousand over asking price stuff. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't. Isn't, aren't you shocked? I'm. I am shocked. I thought that was over, and no. no, it's back. No, it's coming back for sure. Okay, Ali. Um, let, let's talk stories for because I'm big on education and insight. And especially for first time home buyers, which mm -hmm. will be the biggest segment. Millennials are ready to buy. They're itching. And I think that's what COVID really, really showed us that there is a huge demand mm -hmm. for, for millennials. And San Diego is a very, I mean, I would say it's one of the toughest markets in the country for real estate. Mm -hmm. If you want to get into the market, first time home buyers, like these deals falling out, why are they falling out? Like, how come? Is it lenders? Is it like, what do you see a common thread on why deals are falling out? Well, I think, I don't know that there's like one in particular trend. That stands out? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's all sorts of different things, whether something didn't appraise or, you know, the inspection part like people aren't willing to negotiate on or you know new home buyers it's like oh the roof's an issue or the like they don't want to fix it and the seller's hard sold on like i ain't doing it right you know um before there were a lot of credits and things i think right now there's people are being stern and saying we're not fixing this and we're not giving credit it is it's as is because they want their money you know and buyers are just like okay well i'm not willing to do that i don't i don't have the funds for it yeah. um or you know it's it's just a different kind of playing field when it comes to that hard we're not negotiating we're so we're big on open houses on our team mm -hmm. we're i mean the traffic is just picking up and if it's a seller's market why would you give seller credits and that's why i'm like when we're talking to buyers it's it's what you're talking about is this is a difficult market you got to work so talk about the right real estate team you get to experience it from all angles right right you get to work with real estate agents and and mortgage advisors and lenders yes we are the nucleus of the whole team on the transaction um, we're definitely the quarterback what, yeah if i were selecting a real estate team what should i look for in your opinion top three things i should look for in a real estate agent and a mortgage advisor as i'm getting ready to buy uh, a lower ego. <laughs> I'm, I'm only half kidding. <laughs> no, wow. um, no, I, I really, 
it's it's the educational process. I mean, we work from agents who are brand new and need a little bit more of a handholding to we've got this. I've been doing this 20 years. And my team do this, you know, in bed with my eyes closed. Nice. Um, communication, I would say, is the absolute most important thing for us in escrow. If anybody lags in responding to an email, picking up a phone, shooting us a text, it can just delay the entire process. Right. 24 hours, 48 hours, and then you catch us on a Memorial holiday weekend. Now we're three days delayed. Like, and, it, and it's hard because it always comes back on us no matter who was involved. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's easier to point the finger. It is because we are essentially the quarterback and we're in charge. And I understand why we kind of are that first line to blame. Um, but, you know, we, we take the heat and we're used to it. And, you know, some, you just, we got to keep on smiling and keep educating our, our teams. Like this is where we could have been awesome. And those conversations are kind of hard, but that's where, you know, my role I love, and it's super important because staying connected with my agents and going through these first time deals or 18 time deals, you know, those conversations become a lot easier and easier to have. It's like, Hey, let's just do a coaching moment here. I know this sucked. Let's get past that. But here's where this could have been a turning point. And I think if we look at that educational piece as as educational um that's where we grow even us in escrow on our team and the agent on their team lender title everybody so two two things that sit, have stood out for me as we were talking about like what you do for a living is you talked about family which is really i mean it's about relationship is yes. what i took away and then education like uh it, it's it's that coaching you yeah know, you talked about your big coach and, and you can see that i think that's really value you know, mm -hmm. and, and that provides the best experience. So if if I'm going under contract, what are some ways that a, a buyer can leverage escrow to get the best experience? I mean, we encourage our buyers along with the sellers to pick up the phone and call us. Um, I love it. Yeah, we make phone calls Let's to them go. as well just yep. to introduce ourselves, um, you know, to really say like, hey, we're your team, no matter what, you call us, this is our number, this is our schedule, this is our email, like this is the team, like we give them everything to really feel comfortable, you know, having going through it, especially when you're on that side that you didn't get to choose, you know, like think about it, if I don't get to choose this option, there is a little nerves no matter what you're walking into. Right. So to have that team reach out and say, you know, hey, I'm Allie with escrow and we're gonna be your escrow team. And yes. we've, we've worked with Ollie for so long and he's an amazing agent. This is a great thing to be about. And you know, whatever you need, I'm here. This is also, I give them my phone number also. That's what I'm talking Just for about. another line of communication, should they need it, let them know I'm gonna check in on you. You know, and you just have fun with it. Allie, I love the service aspect. It, it, it really, I mean, uh, that that's where people wonder, like how come you choose different escrow companies and the seller gets to choose escrow. It's so funny that people think, you know, cause it says services you could shop for, you mm -hmm. can't shop for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, you don't. I know, I know, very <laughs> rare. There's a few agents who can win us on the buy side, um, but it's it's rare. It's, it, it's seller, rare. It's seller yeah. side. <laughs> okay, so we, and what impact do you want to make in the San Diego real estate community? What, what change do you want to see happen? Well, I mean, on the educational piece, yeah. I, I love to work with agents and my thing is teaching them how to open escrow um, in terms of having like their vendor lineup team and uh, like how they write their emails and what information to include. Um, because 
everyone surprisingly opens very, very differently. Some give no information. Some's like, here's the RPA. And we're like, okay, what are the clients saying? What are this? Who's that? And so that's seeing these in emails through that pandemic when I was just hands tied behind my back. I don't know what else, how to sell. I was able to learn that process as an agent, seeing this like, okay, well, if all these people don't know how to properly open that email to open escrow, let's teach them that. I mean, that's gold right there yes. because no matter what escrow team they're going to be working with buy side sell side in the future any escrow officer is going to say oh my god this is going to be great you know it, it just really sets us up for success day one um so that piece i think is super important no matter where you're at in the game you know reach out to me i'd love to show you what we have i've got a little mock-up on on how you a fillable thing so you the work's already done you just fill in your answers oh we're, <laughs> we're going to give you plenty of plugs and, and that's <laughs> I, I think the uh what we're talking about it is streamlining efficiency to provide the best experience for the buyer and seller because mm -hmm. the communication makes all the difference you got so many people involved with the real estate transaction it's mind-blowing how many people are involved right yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I think, you know, just the other impact is to to really be somebody who walks in a room and you're happy for it. You know, real estate can be on such highs and lows. And I hope, you know, no matter what point we're at, when I walk in, like, you know, I'm a partner, you know, I'm there for you, you know, no matter what's going on, I'll, I just called an agent this morning and I sang to him on his voicemail <laughs> because he had a rough two days with something that unfortunately happened. And he, he you know, kind of hid for a minute, I think is the perspective. And I just like, you can't ignore me. I called him up and it was just a personal thing and nothing to do with work. Right. Um, and I just sang him. So he's like, God, you're, you're awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff. Like I don't just do escrow. I I'm your friend. I'm your partner. I I will make you laugh and smile and you know teach you how to open escrow or I'll roll videos with you. I'll, whatever you, you want. Let's hike. You just <laughs> literally af after this, you have rejuvenated my energy that there's so much hope for real estate. <laughs> like I love the energy. This is real estate is so amazing the impact that we can make. That's yeah. what I love about it. I don't love it. I I love it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I think, and when we can tie in who we are yes, and like live that little passion lane inside of it as much as we can, because it doesn't happen every day, but mm. <laughs> you know, we have bad days. A lot too. of crying happens yeah. on some days. Totally. Um, but you know, that's, that's the sweet spot. That's when you wake up and you know, life doesn't suck. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And things are going to get better, you know, and, and I think that's one of the pivotal things that you said that stood out to me was if you're new and you love the action aspect of it, learning and action, you will make it because mm -hmm. you just got to get double the leads. Yep. You got to go all out and just work harder and connect with people. And it's a great time to connect with people because yeah. we got the time. And there's a lot to learn right now yes. while it's hard. I mean, you, mm. it's like throwing myself on the mountain. Like you throw mm. yourself into something, you're going to learn from it. Absolutely. And and being at the, a hard market, you know, that's those people who are going to stick it out. I, I applaud yeah. them. They're going to be great agents. And I, I hope I know them. <laughs> Oh, we will. We're, we'll, we'll be working with you. We're going to put the gauntlet out there. If you're a great agent, we're going to work with you. Uh, now, I am all ready to go. Mark Brandon Marketing. Let's go. <laughs> what your post yesterday with the paper towels. 
It's so simple. So you said things have really changed for you. What's mm-hmm. changed since since the journey started on April 1st? Posting every day. Yeah. What's happened? And then how did you, before we get into that, how did you change your brand? Like, what was your approach? What You said you talked to Jeff. Talk about that a little bit. Okay. How did you streamline your brand? So the way, and this is, you know, what I like to teach people, um, marketing their own businesses and brands. I start with, you know, who are you and what do you stand for? What makes you unique? So if I ask myself that, I would be saying, okay, a uh, soccer player, I have a mini Aussie, you know, you just, you pull different things out of people. There, another example, an agent I worked with, he had this beard and his last name is Bloss. Hi, John. Um, John Bloss. And he said his nickname was Bearded Bloss. And I said, this is fabulous. Yes. And I'm like, okay, we have to do everything around your beard. This is your, okay. your point. Your trademark. Put it on your cards. You're like, we'll make shirts one day. Like, you know, obviously you got to generate some business, make some money to, to do more stuff. But I said, there is there are breweries ever he wanted to farm imperial beach and i said find a brewery okay and you can host beers beards and buyers beers beards and borrowers host these little meetings getting these people into the brewery and start talking about real estate with these guys get in a lender and i said go hit up a local barber ask how him. about a bearded bald lender there you go. Get throw some beers and, <laughs> and some borrowers in there. <laughs> Bald beard beer and buyers. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. I mean, I would go as a woman. Like, where are the bearded men? Because I'm going. <laughs> okay. All right. Duly noted for all your bearded men out there. I'm looking. <laughs> um. So you know, and it's it's every individual. It starts that way. You know, you sit down and you look at what makes you you. Right. And that is going to kind of help fuel some of the branding. So in the pandemic, again, this is well, I was like, okay, I hike. And I was like, well, I, I used to bartend, so I know how to make to- cocktails. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my ass. Inter- okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Can you tell? <laughs> um, so th- the picture's starting to, the puzzle pieces are starting to fall into place. Yeah. So yeah. I would make um cocktails in the pandemic i'm like all right here's your household cocktail and i would pull crap and like these are things basic things in the fridge like you should have maybe you have some cranberry juice but you got some vodka you pull this down i teach people how to you know do the twists on lemons like just simple stuff that you didn't really know right how you do that because you were your like little tiktok yeah yeah but i the videos were like 10 minutes too long you know because i didn't know short form right got it so that's the key thing that's evolved over the way. Um, you might, some people have told me, you need to get back to making uh, cocktails. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll bring that back. But now I know how to video, edit, chop it, and make it under a minute because no one's attention span is over a minute. Um, but so having that, you know, I, I was very, I'm comfortable doing everything, but my biggest fear, it's not even a fear. My biggest, yes. my issue, let's go. My issue was I didn't want to be on my phone like that. What do you mean? Because I'm an all or nothing person. And if I'm going to do all in on this video content stuff, I mean, everything would increase being on this device. I know. And we're on it already. I know. And that's what I told Jeff. He's like, what are you afraid of? I was like, nothing. I just don't want to be on my phone any longer. <laughs> um, but that's when he said, he said, listen, you got to change your perspective. 
Would you agree that if you your boss said prospect for eight hours, that that would be reasonable in a sales position? I said, yeah. absolutely. And he's like, okay, so are you tired of going into these offices? No one's there. You know, you're wasting your time, your gas, your treat money, all this stuff. He's like, you know, your your agents are real estate or your clients are real estate agents and they're all on social media. So you are in prime position to be on that platform. Get on it. Quit wasting time. So it and I did. I sat back and I said, you know what? What do I have to lose? I can't knock things I don't try. I'm gonna go one month and see what happens. And I did. And to watch the numbers, because now that Instagram has all the analytical stuff, yeah. that to me was holy crap. My thing's up to like 9.8 thousand people view, have viewed it in the last 30 days, my profile. Yeah. I haven't, 9,000 people, I would like- I'll take that in a heartbeat. What, how can you fit 9,000 people in a month? Never, never. I couldn't fit, and you're certainly not building relationships that way. Right. You know, so getting eyeballs on it and then engaging with the people that do, you know, that's where the magic has really started to to take off and I see it, I feel it, I believe it. I've I it's worth my time and I really have come full circle on the perspective of getting on getting on this for business. Um get, okay. So let, let's have some fun right now. Okay. Have we ever met before? No. How much how easy was our conversation when you walked in? It was hilarious because I knew everything that was going on. Totally. Your ankle, soccer. Oh my this was see, and this is what I love. Like some of the best relationships I've ever had. Did Jeff ever tell you the story of how I got hired with him? No. Get out. It was well, was I sent him a media? video message on Instagram. Love it. And I'm like, do you know any lenders? Uh, do you know any uh, brokers in California that are looking to hire? He's like, how about you join my, my team? team? <laughs> that's wonderful. And that that's the story. Um, where do you think social media is headed in real estate? Well, like here, if I don't, we have two, I think we got two groups. The ones that understand it's absolute necessity. Then you have the opposite mm -hmm. team. Where do you think it's going so, if you don't get on? Here's what I'm going to say. Okay, say it. Every single one of us has done this before, <laughs> if not every single time. So we're talking to a friend. Oh, I went to this place and had brunch. It was awesome. What do you do? You get on social media and you look up the brunch place. You're looking at its pictures, its reels. You're getting a feel for this ambiance, looking at the menu. And then you're like, cool, I'll go. And then you save it and you end up going someday or you find your new brunch spot, right? It's the same thing in real estate with buyers and sellers. They look at you. And if you're not on there and you're not showcasing who you are and what you do, mm. um, you know, mixing in a little bit of life and fun stuff alongside the professionalism and, you know, that you're educated in the process or in selling and purchasing homes, um, then they're gonna go right by you and get on to the next one. Yeah. You know, and and it's true. Like social media has become a way that I we judge things essentially. Um, so I, I do I think it's it's a place that everyone, if you're not doing it, it is the first step that you should take today to elevate your business to the next level. You yeah. just gotta do it. Do you wanna hear the most profound thing I've I've heard uh, influencers say? And I, I I have some fun questions for you coming up, but uh, he said, if what your business represents, I can't see in your Instagram or your social media, are you really getting your message out there? I'm like, oh, punch right in the, you know what? Yeah. 
ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and and it is. It's it's a it's a learning thing and process. You know, I I definitely knew this time around I wanted to bring more of the escrow business to show because I think I got my personality down and, you know, people know who I am and the funness and, you know, that stuff. So I still want to throw that out there. so fun. Yeah, but I'm mixing in these, you know, escrow, just informational things and tidbits, tricks. And, but I know they're boring. Like people aren't like, oh, let me listen to escrow today. Right. So also you have to look at your role. I'm a sales rep. So I have to be the fun one that swings in the office with donuts. And I'm like, what's up? So I have to show that on social media and I don't want to let go of that. So, you know, some people might be like, why is she doing this dumb, you know, this is silly. Like, are you going to be professional today? But I, I have, that's the side of my role, you know? Um, so, and it's certain videos are going to work for people and it's certain are not. The OnlyFans one got a ton of attention and I about died, you know, posting that. I was like, this is going to be great or it's going to be terrible. I just, and you posted it anyway. I posted it anyway. Yes. Um, and it's fun. I made a couple cool, there was a real estate agent. She was like, I am dying. She came back the next day and commented again, I'm still dying at this video. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to go look up yeah. who that agent is. I basically just did a dupe to like a trending sound about, um, but I, I wrote on there, if I don't get new clients this month, I'm gonna have to start an OnlyFans page. I, I get it. Um, he calls me, uh, uh, what is it, Only, uh, Oli's? Oli's fans. Oh, <laughs> that's clever. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you, Shane Mitchell. You got to roll that. Industries. I am not starting in Oli's. What is it? Oli fans? Oli fans. Oh, There's no Oli fans coming. There's still pictures of your beard. <laughs> but, I mean, you can do the feet route. Bald, oh. bald beard, a beer, and we need to meet. What, what's what's his name? The John uh, Bloss. John. Yeah. John. John. I'm gonna have to check out his uh, his beard. What's your favorite platform on social media? I prefer Instagram. Okay, which one do you need to step up? Definitely TikTok. I know. Ugh. We're going to challenge. We're going to get a June challenge going on TikTok. I do a terrible job. Jeff would. Jeff has got the Ozark one okay. that's blowing up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he had some right? interesting things to say about how you can change like the area versus Jeff Fitz or TikTok. And then he changed it to like Ozark something yeah. and got way more reach on it because that's where it was. So so you are spending a good majority of your time on helping uh, helping your strategic partners with, with uh, branding and marketing, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of where my little niche is. Love um, it. I, I'm super creative and I love having those creative conversations. So when I get new agents that come in and want to set appointments, I make sure, you know, they know the escrow stuff. And then, you know, that's kind of my process is like, Hey, let's sit down and talk about, um, branding and creative and like how you can start off. I want to get you some good ideas to start thinking about as you get into your business and yeah. start developing so that that's a good concrete piece that they have. Um, it just helps them identify and get, get a little direction in that area because, you know, it's saturated out here with real estate agents and Ugh. how do you set yourself apart? You know, of, you all, of all the chocolate chip cookies, like what are you doing differently? Is it your packaging? Is it your branding? Is it the way, is it the buy one, get one free? Like, like what are you you doing to be the different chocolate chip cookie yes um so i i love having those conversations and i i really appreciate your mind because you're looking at it at a like how do you differentiate yourself yeah and if, if you fall into the you know if you blend into the noise nobody's going to notice you right so who are your favorite influencers top three favorite influencers oh uh, just for any genre whatever or? you want 
Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm putting you on the spot. I know. Heck yeah, I'm putting you on the Do spot. Do I not know an expert? <laughs> um, well, I'd, okay, I'd, I'd have to attribute Jesse Itzler because he helped facilitate a very transition in my life. You right. Know, very good. Um, and I, I totally dig, like, if you follow him or not, I don't know, but his view on life and everything is is great. Um, the life resume thing was born from his- Was it? Taking oh, his, I'm definitely following him. Taking his um, yeah. his coaching class. Yeah, I, I put that together out of that. So um, him, um, another influencer, let's see. Well, I got to hook up Jeff. I mean, this is right? my whole marketing side, I guess. And and I do. I love Jeff. He, I always watch his stuff and I'm in tune with his his life on, on social. Um, oh, God. I'm going to have to get back to you. I don't know. That's okay. Are you a Gary Vee guy? Or I love you, Gary Vee. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. I listen to all his stuff. I love his just bluntness to everything. Yeah. I think sometimes. What about Tristan? Tristan Ahmad, he's great. He he's so like sincere he with is. his messaging. It's incredible. Yes, Tristan is. He's been around, and I've followed him for a very long time. Just in that this whole network and family, and he's got such a good thing going. Always respect what that guy says. Okay, I'm funniest agent in San Diego. Poncho, right? <laughs> funniest lender in San Diego. Uh, I'd say the geek. Sean Sean Cahan. Yeah. Did you see his outfit? Did you see his outfit for Fourth of July? Literally, he wore a a U.S. uh, chef's hat. It was at one of the big block parties. It was hilarious, and all he had on was an apron. Yeah. I'm like, bro. I think that was um, the best real estate event. He wore that. I've seen him in this outfit. Maybe he wears it multiple places. I don't know. I mean. He is definitely funny. Yeah. Um, he, he put out some good videos throughout COVID too. I, his team's great. <laughs> yeah. You just got to, you know, in, in content creation, like having spent a good majority of time with Jeff is like, once you start sitting it down, it's so much easier to create content oh, when yeah. you're in that imaginative yeah. state. Uh, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Oh gosh. Let's go. Okay. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sweating. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dogs or cats? Dogs, baby. Right? Dogs all the way? Mini dogs Aussies. all the way? Okay. <laughs> Favorite taco, best tacos in San Diego? Crack taco. Crack taco. And what 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 do you order from there? I mean, I'm just a shredded beef girl. Okay. Shredded I mean, chicken, beef, nothing? Pollo. Nothing um, on it or everything on it? No, just like how they come. I don't, okay. I don't know. Yeah. You don't even modify. You're not a, you're not going to Starbucks. No, so, I'm not okay. picky. All right. No, I'm like, give it to me straight. Okay, since you are in Mission Valley, what's your favorite coffee shop that's uh, not a franchise? Coffee shop. Yeah. There is this little place called Jane's that's in this, uh, it's a financial building. It's, oh gosh, I'm It's all good. Yeah. Jane's, we're going to figure, we're going to give you a plug. Yes. <laughs> um, favorite beach in San Diego? Oh, I go to Fiesta Island, Fiesta Island and Mission Bay a lot. Okay. Um I've I lived in OB forever, so I gotta give my props there and my dog can hang out off the leash. Yes. Um PB gets a little crazy, but that's always fun. I can't to, do PB anymore. I know. I, I can't be out there past 3 p.m. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, no. That's when things get weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of weird things happening in San Diego recently. It's uh it's pretty interesting. Last book you read. Um Personality. Oh, what is this called? Personality isn't permanent. Personality isn't permanent. Do yes, you like it? I do. It's and you more, recommend it? I do. It's awesome. kind of on that self-help side. Okay, cool. Um, but it talks a lot about 
you know, like incidences, childhood trauma and how those play out. Yeah. And really the last two books were kind of on this, um, how, you know, we have this story because we do, we all have a past and a story, but by no means do you have to keep telling it. And that was the big eye opener for me. I did a lot of work over the last three years with this kind of slowdown in life and the pandemic brought us. Um, and it is, I woke up and, you know, this year I told myself like, I'm, I'm done with my old stories. I, I'm rewriting everything. Yes. And that book was kind of the catalyst for Let's it. Let's go. Yeah. Your energy, by the way, energy wise, phenomenal. Folks, there's people that come in and their energy <laughs> just is magnetic. Allie Romero is definitely one of those people. Uh, ne last uh, Netflix series that you binge watched. Firefly Lane. Firefly Lane. Firefly Lane? Yeah. Okay, I haven't checked that one. Oh, out. it's real sad. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm all done do it. Hard pass. It's an amazing show, but the right. end of it, season two came out, so I just flooded through that over the week one weekend a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it ended sobbing. I was sobbing. Okay. Well, but it was it's great. All the ladies out there, you'll love it. Okay. So I'm gonna flip it around. Favorite comedian. Oh, my birdie boy. It's gotta be Bert, Bert Kreischer. Oh. Oh, I saw him in January last year here at the Civic Center. In Did Tampa you see Vegas. his new one on Netflix? Yes, I watched, they're like on speed. I just rewatched them because Dead. he's so funny. Dead. Yeah. Dead. And then Do the, you know the balls that it takes to go on stage, take off your shirt and own that shit? Like that, Bert, you own that, bro. Yes. Like I am not walking to any setting, taking off my shirt <laughs> and conducting the whole thing without my shirt. Yeah, and when he tells his own jokes sometimes because they're real, when especially about his family i die when he talks about his daughters oh my gosh it's the most funniest thing ever and he's telling this and he gets caught laughing himself it just it makes me cry laughing it's it's the best feeling ever i love watching him ali could you imagine <laughs> being so funny you're a comedian and you laugh so hard at your jokes yes. i love his laugh have you seen the one with him and tom segura where he's talking about his wife oh yeah Okay. I, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're, <laughs> Allie definitely has a, has a fun uh, sense of humor. Uh, what is the one thing I absolutely, absolutely need, should have asked you and I didn't? Uh, my brain wants to be like, are you, <laughs> are you single? <laughs> because I want to rewrite my story around dating and find somebody. <laughs> okay. All right. Not because like, you know, I wasn't trying to make us uncomfortable, but. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh. There's, it would take a lot more than that okay. to make me uncomfortable. Okay. So um, if, I guess, I guess this is an open invitation. If you want to go on match.com, you might I'm you not might an have a I don't like the apps. I'm like, I need to meet somebody in life, you know? Yes. So watch this episode and follow Allie. Why don't you go yes. ahead and throw all your handles and and you never know. We might we uh, might find you a Someone match. might slide into the DMs. Someone might slide into your DMs. Uh, so what are your handles? Okay, so Instagram is Allie Romero 2.0. Um, Allie Romero on Facebook. Then Open Escrow Now is the Instagram handle for Open Escrow. You'll catch me on both of those. Um, TikTok? I don't even know. I think it's just Allie.Romero. Yeah. I'm going to have to work I've on the TikTok. I've got to double check those. So we are going to hold each other accountable on we TikTok. We do. We We're should gonna do start a challenge. challenge. We're going to start a Ali, 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 Oli challenge in June. Yes. It'll be fun. And we'll have all agents and lenders. You join us. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Ali, I cannot thank you enough. What? Seriously, that was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. 
And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Want to give a shout out of all of your of uh, all your brand podcasts, Icon Industries, Shane, Stephen, all the amazing people that are here. We thank you so much and uh, leave a comment below. And if you enjoy what we brought you, please share. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.